This is James Walker, and welcome to Real Talk, Real People. This is the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people to hear what they have to say about the issues and problems we face as a society. And one of those problems, or depending, I guess that depends on how you look at it, is snow. And it certainly was a problem for me this weekend because it killed the podcast that we had um, we had potentially prepared for you. We were going to talk to students at a high school about Black History Month, and that was all set to go until weather forecasters, of course, um, you know, warned about impending snow coming on Friday. And when you're talking about students in schools, of course, here in New England, schools close uh, when the when there is the threat of snow. So we will be talking to those students later on during the course of the month. Meanwhile, all I can tell you is that it didn't snow, so, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, anyway, I wanted to give you an idea of what we were what we are working on here at um, Real Talk. In upcoming weeks, we're going to be talking about curfews. Um, you know, wherever you go around the United States, you know, uh, curfews have been put in place in, in pretty much um, most of the large urban areas, and certainly that is the case here in Connecticut. Bridgeport um, recently asked its police department to enforce the curfew that it had uh, put on the books um, back in, I think it was 2012, where they want um, teens up until the age of 18 off the streets by 11 p.m. Monday through Thursday, I think, and on the weekends, they allowed them to stay out until midnight. I mean, it it just sounds like a good thing. Uh, It is, you know, nothing you know, on the face of it that you can say is is bad about that. You know, keeping um, young people off the streets and potentially, you know, out of crime, you know, um, you know, what can be bad about that? And normally that stuff does happen at night. You know, but, you know, I'm a baby boomer, which means I'm a child who of the 60s. And I was there for the riots and the curfews at that time. And, of course, this situation is not the same, but um, I have some, you know, I have some questions about that uh, curfew due to uh, what happened to my family uh, when that curfew was enforced in Newark, New Jersey. So uh, we're going to be talking, we're going to be talking about that. And we're also going to go back and revisit a podcast, the, I should say the topic of a podcast that we um, did, One of our it was one of our first, and that was about universal basic income. And we're redoing that because a lot of people have asked about it, and a lot of people still don't know what it is, or that it is the platform of a presidential candidate. His name is Andrew Yang. And what it is is he proposes to give every person in the United States up um, age 18 and over $1,000 a month to do with as they please. No strings attached. The purpose is to uh, close the income gap. I'm not sure $1,000 a month is going to close the income gap, but um, that that is the purpose and allow people a little bit more um, freedom and you know less financial stress. So that has been a hot topic. And if you're watching the debates, you see Andrew Yang, who no one thought uh, would still be in a race, is still still hanging in there, and he's actually gaining a little uh, steam. Now we uh, talked earlier with a mother and um, her son 
about this. The mother is a baby boomer like I am. And um, we're just not really for handing people money. Um, her son, of course, is um, of a different generation, and he thinks this is a good thing. And quite frankly, the more I get around it, the more I look. You know, it isn't about work anymore. People are working. They're just not getting anywhere. So maybe it is time to revisit something like, uh, or I should say maybe it is time to implement something such as universal basic income. They have done that actually in Alaska, and they have done it for years, and it is a raging success there. They don't call it um, universal basic income, but essentially that is what it is because they give um, um, citizens there a stipend. So it really is, when you really look at it and really delve into it, it really is an interesting um, proposition. Whether it'll work or not, I don't know, but um, at this point in the game, I think um, we we need any, any idea um, um, to help pick people up. You're listening to Real Talk, Real People, the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people. Another thing that we're going to be talking about is the cost of childcare. Have, have you folks, you know, regardless of whether you're, uh, and I'm sure you, if you're parents, you know, but if, if you're not a parent, do you know how much childcare costs? I mean, it's 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 off the charts. I you know I can't I, I can't um, I can't wrap my head around the cost of um, having a child and particularly um, caring for that child financially during those um, young years. I mean, it's like ten thousand dollars a year, twelve thousand dollars a year. Who makes that kind of money? I mean, um, really, they really need to um, rethink that. And so that is definitely going to be uh, one of the uh, things that we are going to be talking about here and maybe offer some suggestions on um, how to, you know, keep down that financial cost. And while we're on the subject of um, child care, uh, we're going to be taking a look at foster care, um, foster kids. There are thousands here in the state of Connecticut uh, that need a home. And, you know, one of the things I've been reading about is how uh, gay parents have stepped in and have really kind of picked up the slack here and have been um, adopting um, some of these kids. And and a lot of these kids are considered the hard-to-place kids, and gay parents have really picked up the slack there. So um, we're uh, we're going to talk about that a little later on in the upcoming weeks. Another thing we're going to talk about is housing. Now I know, you know, we, you know, rent. We all know it's just too damn high, it, and it has been for uh, for decades. It's just it's 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 just ridiculous. But you know, I know that there are people out there paying mortgage payments for rent. You know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen hundred dollars a month um, to live uh, to live in an apartment. And there are a lot of reasons why they can't buy, but I, you know, I, I, this just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's, it's, it's really just um, this, what I consider this huge plot to keep low-income people in apartments and out of home buying situations. It is not just the down payment that's the problem. It is the flippers 
that are the problem. And the um, valuations on these um, properties, I mean, I myself looked at properties, $150,000, $175,000. You need to put $50,000 in them just to, you know, just to be able to move in. So, I, you know, that housing thing, I want to uh, take a whole look at that. And and then one of my pet peeves, and that is uh, that I should say that that, that are built, those are buildings that have been left behind by manufacturers and other businesses. I know we've all seen them. We've all walked past and seen these signs, you know, and uh, it's an empty storefront. The sign is there and everything else. I don't understand why that is allowed. Taxpayers are the ones that have to pick up that cost. I don't understand um, why it is allowed that these people um, open these businesses and because things don't go right, they just walk away and leave the taxpayer with the burden of the cleanup, you know, the removal of the sign and so forth and so on. You know, these aren't just small businesses either. A lot of these are big, major, you know, um, manufacturers or, or whatever. And I don't know why that isn't built into their contract that when they close up shop, they have to clean up shop also. You know, it's the taxpayer that's being hurt. Um, in that situation. So I definitely want to talk about that. So we have a lot of things in the work and a lot of things upcoming and uh, we can't wait to bring them to you. Meanwhile, you folks have a good week and we'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to Real Talk, Real People. If you would like to be on the show, have a comment about the show, or perhaps you have an idea that the show should explore, give us a call at 203-605-1859 or email us at realtalkrealpeoplect at gmail.com. And remember, start your Sundays with my column in Hearst, Connecticut newspapers statewide and start your Mondays right here at Real Talk, Real People. Have a good week, folks. We'll talk again next week.